0: And welcome to EG's Voice of the Region. I'm Jim Larkin and as ever, I'll be getting the lowdown on a particular corner of the UK CRE market thanks to the expert guidance of a company flying high in that area's radius on demand rankings. And this time, we're taking our first ever journey to Teesside. Teesside is a region that straddles the counties of North Yorkshire in the south and County Durham in the north and it's home to Middlesbrough as well as towns like stockton Tees, Redcar and Billingham. So far so very Wikipedia Um, but what's really interesting uh, is that after a long period of de-industrialisation and decline Teesside is enjoying something of a renaissance. It's a region that's seen massive public investment and bold decision making from both local and national authorities. Uh, Whether it's the creation of the UK's biggest freeport or the dramatic redevelopment of town centre or the Treasury moving hundreds of positions to Darlington where a new economic campus is being created. And while many in the North are despairing about HS2 being cancelled, Teesside has been pledged a billion pounds from the money saved to improve its transport network. Uh, One man who is understandably excited about all this is John Taylor, founder of Middlesbrough agency Parker Barris. His company sits comfortably at the top of the 2023 radius rankings for North Yorkshire with almost 140,000 square feet of space either let or sold, and has done more deals than anyone else on the rankings in County Durham. And as you'll hear, to describe John as enthusiastic about Teesside's prospects would be quite the understatement. John, hello. How are you? Hi, Jim. I'm very well, thank you good stuff um now um we don't often start these podcasts by quoting jimmy nail uh which is a shame uh but there's a really good bit in uh bbc's reboot of Alfie own pet uh where he's standing on the banks of the Tees and he's pointing at middlesbrough's iconic transporter bridge um and he gives this rousing speech in which he says the surrounding land is ripe for development um and he Maybe ahead of his time with that, but he was pretty spot on because the whole area seems to have become a, a developer's paradise. Um so what's it
1: like working there at the moment and what's the mood like? It's it's fantastic, to be honest. I think the uh I think the first thing is the people at Teesside are incredibly friendly. When I travel to other parts of the country, you do realise how friendly we are at, at, at home. And I think the opportunity that has come about, I'd say, over maybe the last six years really, is just phenomenal. And I think I think as a as an area we always sort of feel that we've been overlooked and that investment from other parts was always directed in other parts of the country, but you know it is Teesside's time now, and and we are punching well above our weight. Where we've got international recognition, there are so many exciting developments and opportunities happen. You know it's just fantastic to see. Good stuff.
0: Um, yeah, I mean I guess the most headline grabbing of those is Teesside Freeport, which isn't messing about um it's four thousand five hundred acres which is the biggest in the country um but what kind of levels of interest are you seeing and what sort of inquiries are you getting
1: so yeah as you mentioned that the uh the free is the the largest development site in europe uh it's the equivalent of two and a half thousand football pitches so (laughs) it is absolutely vast so uh i've driven around the site several times and it is it's just mind-blowing how big it is and there's so many things happening there but i think the the great thing happening is as well as you're seeing all these international companies coming to Middlesbrough and Teesside and investing money, it's the spin off for all the local companies as well. Mm. So people are growing their businesses and and you're seeing uh, 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 particularly uh, uh, as soon as the free port was announced any land that was for sale just shot up in value very any land outside the free port you know did did shoot up in value and you want to people you know want to build and want to you know really ride the coattails of these really large successful developments mm. how much of it is actually ready for development
0: now because as i understand it i think a lot was in use for steel production and it's going to kind of need work on the ground before yeah. it can be
1: developed yeah certainly so, yes yeah, so so for for, <laughs> for uh for the last few years there's been a lot of like reclamation and cleaning of the land but there are spades in the ground and and, and there really are uh motoring along to be honest so I, I, you know i think it is working in conjunction with the reclamation bits and pieces but ultimately you know it's ready to go now and, and there are developments getting done now and this thing's already been you know completed in terms of uh warehousing bits and pieces for international companies to occupy that space Cool, okay, um, steel's kind of been in the news
0: uh, this week and not necessarily good in a good way, but uh British Steel has announced plans to use the Freeport to bring uh, steel making back to Teakside. I mean, how important that would that be? On a practical level, in terms of the jobs and supply chain it creates, but also symbolically, given you know the area was pretty much built on steel production for the best part of 200 years.
1: Yeah, so so obviously we've got a real long history of of steel making Teesside, and I, and I think we are very you know I mentioned earlier that the people at Teesside are really proud of the area, and and I think mm. you know it 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 is a real nice feather in the cap if you like that steelmaking is come back and all the all the spin-off jobs that it creates, but there is so much investment in the area as a whole. There are so many jobs. So it's, you know, you're getting people moving to Teesside, which Mm. 20 years ago would be like unheard of. (laughs) But but, but with the improved connectivity and transport links, you know, you can get to London in two hours uh, thereabouts. You know, it is really Teesside now is really open to the world
0: stuff okay i mean as well as steel there's um also a huge focus on the green technology side of things um mm. how big do you think the potential is there and can you see side becoming a major hub on you know for the renewable energy and stuff like that on the european and even the
1: world stage Yeah, certainly yeah. There's, a, there's a massive focus on hydrogen technologies at the moment and uh mm. we've been working with a, a local company who's developed a uh a, a heating system that would go into warehousing which is obviously uh, particularly of interest to us because we do so much uh, industrial lettings, and it, 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 it's it's been designed and developed on T side, and and that that is just one little company if you like in, in in a great big cog of international companies that that are coming here to develop it. So so they are really investing money. There's the Net Zero Centre just opened uh, down the road for our office. So there is a massive focus on attracting these companies and, and being market leaders in what in what we're doing here right on T side sure okay i mean does that
0: green technology side of things feel fairly election proof if you see what i mean um but i mean that you know Tees valley has got a conservative elected metro mayor uh ben haushan um yeah. who's probably you know proven to be quite good at going to westminster and asking for, yeah. for things um but both he and the uk uk government are kind of up for election this year um yeah. is that a concern or are you convinced by Labour's commitment
1: to green technology investment as well. No, I I I think mm. you know you you. Ben Houchen joined us as the as the first uh, Metro mayor that we had. Uh, I've I've met him on a couple of occasions, and he 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 made all these bold statements, and you're thinking, "Wow, this will be amazing." Mm. And, he, and he has delivered time and time <laughs> again, and it it is really impressive. Let you know, let's let's not, you know, he he he's he's conservative, but let's. He's delivered on the airport. He's delivered on the freeport. He's delivered, you know, eye-watering numbers on uh, infrastructure logistics. We've got the business park up the airport as well going on. He's done phenomenal for our area, and he really has put us on the map.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, how important has kind of the creation of that position of metro mayor been to what's happened in Middlesbrough over the last few years?
1: Well, quite honestly, it's been a game changer (laughs) because I think if you if Ben wasn't there where Mm. where would we we be in this position where we are now the chances are we wouldn't you know so all credit to him he's done phenomenally well for himself and the region more importantly yeah I mean I think a lot of regions
0: were kind of quite resistant or hesitant anyway about the idea of having a mayor like they didn't see the point but
1: I guess he proves they are actually quite effective yeah certainly I think I think he's definitely united obviously Teesside's made up of various towns if you like and he he certainly Mm. united those towns and and you know got phenomenal amount of investment for for you know each and everyone and, and there's so many new jobs being created and the infrastructure and the travel and the i i, I think the most important thing is uh is that is that we we are on the world stage now we are getting a lot of investment from outside of the area and, and indeed other countries which is just it's phenomenal for the area mm. Sure. Okay. Um yeah, you mentioned
0: the airport a minute ago. Um but it's about what, ten miles westish of uh Middlesbrough. Um, yep. but that's also part of the Freeport zone. Um and there yep. are plans to build, I think it's a 270-acre business and logistics park. Yep. Um how big's the opportunity there and what you know, what are the type of businesses that will find that an so, attractive location?
1: The, yeah, so so a couple of things. So, so the airport was in private ownership, it's been bought back in mm. public ownership, it's had uh, record numbers of passengers. Uh, but I think its strength really lies in uh, the freight. Uh, and it's got record amounts of freight with the. Uh, the current scenario you've seen in the Red Sea where vessels are being attacked. Mm. Uh, again, the airport has seen record numbers of inquiries now. People want to use, use the airport. So I, I think, you know, the airport's been a phenomenal success, albeit it was hampered. It was the passenger numbers were hampered by uh, covid well, obviously we've we've come through that. Then you move on to the business park. Uh, it's actually 818 acres. Again, another oh, massive. Wow. Yeah, another massive development site. <laughs> uh, and, and they're creating all sorts there for uh, industrial logistics, office space, laboratories for research and development, aviation. And the beauty of that is it's got fantastic uh, transport links. It's also got airside access. Uh, and again, it's got 2.8 million square foot uh, of development, and it's also got 300,000 square foot of current space which is already there. So again, another massive development in the Teesside side area. In in uh, it's attracting international interest, and again, the local community is going to benefit from it for all the jobs and everything that comes on it. So again, uh, you know, another another fantastic large scale development. Okay. Um and also um, Ben Howson he announced
0: plans last week for it sounds like a ridiculous amount of money, but a, a billion pounds worth of transport projects for the region, yeah. um, using money that's kind of would have been spent on HS two, um, yeah. including road improvements and fifteen electric trackless trams, which I had to Google, but they look amazing. Um and they're <laughs> kind of link up all the main town centres in the area. Um, how yeah. big a kind of game change is that?
1: It, it's massive, isn't it? As as more and more people move to Teesside, you know, you, you need to keep an eye on your infrastructure. Mm. The last thing people want to do is sat in traffic. Uh, mm. The mayor is very aware of this, and he works along with his team to ensure that we future-proof their, their infrastructure. And this, again, you know, I could reel off, you know, Darlington train station, you can get to London in two hours, Middlesbrough train station's undergoing a full refurbishment, and it just goes on and on and on. It really is the, uh, you know, Ben is, the, at the moment, is the gift that keeps giving
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool okay um he's not been without his controversies though i think michael gove he launched their review into the issue of uh transparencies surrounding the transfer of public assets to a couple of the developers there um yeah. is, do you see that as kind of just a bit of a bump in the
1: road or is that more serious than that uh listen to To, to be honest i think it's like anything is it when when someone's doing so well yeah and mm. the area's doing so well someone looks to try and tarnish his name <laughs> or bring him down but the the facts and the figures, yeah, of what's going on at the moment, you know, you can't hide that. This is actually what's happening on the ground. So, you know, even if you were in any other business and you were doing too well, someone's going to try and pick a fault or look at something, you know, I've no concern whatsoever. Okay. Um, Right. Now, um, a lot of
0: public money is being invested in the region, which is great. But um, has it sparked a similar upturn in private investment? Are you getting kind of London and overseas investors getting their checkbooks out?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we, we have seen we, we've noticed certainly at Park of Barris over the last year, we've had a record number of investment from outside the area coming to acquire properties, looking for development opportunities. And I, mm. I have to say, you know, the side area still represents fantastic value for money when you're when you're buying a property. That's, you know, so uh you know prices are still relatively cheap we have mm-hmm. noticed last year because of uh, a bit of a shortage of stock that some some properties were selling or land what was selling above its market value but you know that was just a supply and demand issue uh so yeah d- definitely it's attracting investment from all from all over the world to be honest not just the, the uk which is fantastic to see good stuff okay um and as far as the industrial
0: market's concerned i mean is the freeport the only game in town or are there other parts on the on the patch that are
1: you know particularly strong no i think i think the i think there's so many spin-offs off the back of the freeport that industrial space at the moment in teesside is really short we we we, we had i'm trying to think we we had a period of time where really no one built any new industrial units for a number of years and that that's really changed there's planning applications going in there's spades in the ground there's actually things happening and i think the wider you know all, all these developments are fantastic but unless it really benefited the wider community in the wider area uh you know it wouldn't be that good but they are benefiting the wider area and the wider community so, so you're seeing development all over the place you're seeing refurbishment work you see seeing new sheds being built you're seeing companies from outside the area want to be in teesside so th- so the market's strong and buoyant Mm, Good stuff. Okay.
0: Um, Moving on to retail then. All over the country, there are kind of slightly sad-looking shopping centres from the 60s and 70s that are very yeah. much past their best and not really suited to the demands of the 2020s. Yeah. Um, but in Stockton, uh, you know, this was the Castlegate Shopping Centre, where the yes. council has come up with quite a bold solution, which is to buy it, knock again, knock, knock it down, and then kind of start the town all over again uh, with yeah. a really strong public realm at the centre. Um, yeah. How's that looking so far, and kind of how is the retail and ledger sector responding to that?
1: So Stockton's always uh, obviously it's, Stockton's got the widest high street in the UK. It was famous for its markets, a lot of independent retailers. We've seen national retailers pull out over over the last ten years, but uh, I'm trying to think. Probably a good ten years ago, they started redeveloping all the high street and and they've opened some amazing venues. They brought the the, the council on the Hilton Hotel. In the town centre, they've opened the Globe Theatre, which is a fantastic theatre, bringing fantastic acts and again, bringing people into the town. And then they purchase, the Castlegate Centre, uh, which everyone remember from the area, and demolished it. So what mm. what's really interesting is, uh, in reality, a private investor wouldn't be able to get that deal to stack up. They wouldn't be able to buy a shopping centre relocate all the tenants which the council are able to relocate with the drug of them in the neighboring uh, wellington square which they own so so that's got mm. very high levels of occupancy they've realized the strength of the town is, is the river that runs through at the river tees but it the castle Gate shopping center was a real barrier to getting to the river so mm. where it'll connect now with that shopping center demolished it'll connect the other side of the river which is the teesdale business park a lot of office space there and I think there's great opportunities for Stockton Town Centre and really hats off to them for, you know, ambitious, innovative plans. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a, <laughs> a similar shopping centre
0: from a similar era near me uh, in Stratford in Manchester. And someone wrote an online review of it where they said it smells of sausage rolls and depression, which is kind of <laughs> kind of sums up, you know, how those things are faring in the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, would you kind of encourage councils elsewhere to be similarly pro- kind of proactive in the way they develop those things I I
1: think I think Teesside if you you look obviously we're we're made up of a a number of towns and basically you know the 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 habits tend to be going out of shopping center on the outskirts of town Mm. or shop online so all the councils really have looked at their offering and it's clear we need people living back in the town so you Mm. need good quality housing in the town you need good quality office space in the town to attract those companies you need a strong leisure offering you know, and and the the, the traditional town centre, if you like, you know, it's changing. And and rather than these councils sat on their hands here in Teesside, they're very proactive and right. Let's well, let's make this work. So you know, the the it, it, the Stockton town centre where they've virtually filled up Wellington is fantastic. The the, the shopping centre there. So you know, the town does the town does look good, albeit it's got a shopping centre missing at the moment, which they're going to redevelop. But <laughs> Ultimately, if they didn't drive that forward, yeah, then it would just go into a, like permanent decline. And the fact the mm. council are willing to spend so much money and do these innovative projects enables private investors to get the confidence to say, well, let's invest in Stockton, let's invest in Middlesbrough, mm. let's get the T side because the opportunities here are massive. Sure. Okay. Um, more broadly, how's
0: the retail sector in the region? How's it fared over the last year or so? I mean, which sectors seem to be doing well? And which is struggling?
1: Uh I think re- re- retail sector again, back at the, the, the town centres, they've had they've had a tough time off the back of mm. COVID and people's shopping habits have changed. And I think people want more of an experience now, uh when they're going out. So whether that be in shopping or leisure or, or a real mixture. And I think it's it's the way to make a town centre survive is to have the eclectic mix of retail, leisure, food, you know, different different uh, options there for different people. But the, the retail sector in the town centre yeah has has suffered you know you've seen some national uh, retailers pull out of the town centres which is always a shame but that you know that space tends to get occupied and redeveloped ultimately or another retailer will 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 come in so the likes if if you focus on Stockton the fact they've reduced the amount of retail space significantly yeah is mm. a fantastic move but again uh, you know a private investor couldn't do that but you know so that creates uh, demand and obviously they've massively reduced supply so it's a very wise move. Cool. Sure. okay um, are you finding bars and restaurants are playing
0: a bigger kind of role in the overall mix you know units that might traditionally have been banks or shops they're now kind of we are re, being reborn as, as leisure units?
1: Yeah I think the leisure sector has always been really important uh, and it, it certainly can't be overlooked but if, if you start looking at the offering now of, of, of what these these places are doing so you know, there's a fantastic restaurant in Middlesbrough called Bloom where it offers like a cabaret style dinner where there's entertainment on every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some fast, fantastic cinemas, bowling alleys, late night venues, uh, independent pubs So that there's and national operators. So there is a real mix. So there's something for everyone. Middlesbrough puts on amazing events such as the Orange Pit Market, which draws people from all, all over the region uh and that's full of market stalls street food drinks you know and, and i think it's those kind of you know i think the leisure is essential to be honest in order to build a successful town sure okay um now moving into offices um the region
0: it was given a huge boost uh, a few years back when it was announced that the treasury uh was going to move a huge number of positions to darlington uh, i think 600 have already moved into feed them house there um yep. and they've brought land on Brunswick Street where there's plans to build a brand new Darlington economic campus which sounds very yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. That's going to house 1,400 civil service which is a yeah. lot of kind of well-paid jobs with money to spend in the local economy. Yeah. Uh, how much for lift has that given the town?
1: Oh massive, so you've seen uh, obviously I've mentioned previously Darling's getting the train station fully redeveloped and there's been millions mm. of pounds sent on that to increase connectivity so these people can uh, live, work in Darlington, travel throughout the country, but it also, as well, you see private money now, people refurbishing office space in Darlington, uh, because obviously there's a demand now for office space, good quality office space, Shyad, I add, because obviously, you know, that again has changed from the days of COVID of having an office with a Magnolia wall and a beach desk. <laughs> people, people, you know, people want better quality, and there's, there's been a number of private developments in Darlington Town Centre offering premium office space, Uh, and and there's you know there's a good take-up rate likewise in neighbouring Middlesbrough the council got involved in a scheme we didn't have any grade office space in the town centre the council got involved and built grade a office space in centre square in the Middlesbrough and there's been a fantastic uptake of that you know I am a firm believer uh, if if you build it they will come if it's of the right Mm. quality. Sure okay
0: Um, yeah I mean government departments they tend to create their own ecosystems of allied businesses don't they which i guess is one of the reasons people think london's had a bit of an unfair advantage all those years yeah um i mean are you kind of now seeing related businesses in areas like um, finance or law or public affairs set up shop in darlington
1: yeah I, th- I, th- I think i think off the back of it people know that there's more people coming to the area and, and likewise but there's there's a number of fantastic law firms already in in the region and i think really they're just Strengthening their teams, and and mm. and 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 they'll grow. And you see one or two new ones move in, but ultimately, yeah, there's I think the the people who are already based on T side over a number of years and already built up a number of relationships. I think they'll really, really benefit from all this inward investment as well because they'll just end up getting additional work. Mm. Sure, good stuff. Okay,
0: I mean, how's the kind of broader office picture looking? I mean, I think all over the country, people are facing issues getting people back in the office after being <laughs> and working from home for so long yeah um but what's what's the kind of overall health of the sector looking like
1: overall it's, it's all right it's i i, I, I do laugh because obviously when you come to COVID, it was like that's it that's the end of the office we don't <laughs> need the office and and in particular, like our team everyone works from the office they can work remote, mm. but everyone does come to the office and I, I think it's such an important thing for development and you know enjoying yourself you know be, being surrounded by like-minded people and i think ultimately i think the office sector as i say if the quality is there people do need a base in which to work from if, if there's you know more more than one You've even seen you see more business centered type operations as well throughout the region with with good take up rate, with easy and easy out but you're seeing traditional office space i've mentioned the development there in middlesbrough where they've built probably half a dozen great office space uh and there's hardly anything left so you know right. People are coming from other areas to relocate to Middlesbrough, and we've we've touched on it. People want good quality office space. Ultimately, you know, and that, and that's it. and if you've got the good quality office space, you'll attract the right the right tenants.
0: Sure. Okay. Um, now let's talk um, Parker Barris. Um, you yeah. set the company up in 2007, and it's yeah. a bit of a family affair. Um, I think you've got is it three generations working there? Yeah. Um, what's yeah. that so, like?
1: So. Uh, I'm really privileged to be honest to work with my family. So I've got my father working with me, who I coaxed out of retirement uh, about, eight <laughs> year, about eight years ago, uh, and then I've got my two sons and my daughter, and we've we've got some other staff as well. But it, it is a really privilege, to be honest to work with the family. We all do. Uh, I dare say separate roles which are interlinked, but you know we've all got our own work to do. So I'm, obviously we all help each other, but but I am I, I'm extremely proud to to you know work work with them.
0: Sure. OK. And you've also got quite an unusual looking office building. Um, If anyone's listening, um, (laughs) Google the cube, Q-U-B in in Middlesbrough. Um, Does the kind of, you know, does the playfulness of the built environment there, does that kind of transfer into the, the team spirit there and a kind of a sense of enjoyment in the way you operate?
1: yeah, so the 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 office building we occupy was uh, the former marketing suite for a development that was due to take place in in and it' was going to be like a two hundred plus million pound development uh, quite a number of years ago. And uh, they realized that no one had two hundred million pounds at the at the t- at the time. so so it was this office building, which is fantastic. It's really striking. Uh, so we made approach. we 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 purchased the building. And I think it it does really stand out. It's visible from the the train and it's visible from the the road. So I think it's it's great as a marketing tool. But I think as a working environment, we've invested a lot of money in in the office, which helps us attract the right talent. Uh, you know, and I'll I, you know people comment. It's just it's a fantastic environment to work in. And it goes back to you know having a real modern. Yeah, we've got a bit of a playful edge in the office, but ultimately you know we're serious and we get down to business. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> that brings me on to my next question <laughs> quite nicely. Um, you're comfortably at the top of the North Yorkshire radius rankings um, and you've done more deals than anyone else in County Durham and I guess Teesside yep. Teeside kind of split across the two of them. Yep. Um, what do you feel that you're getting right?
1: I, I think we've 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 invested, you, you know, I think coming out of COVID, I really sat down and thought, right, what well, you know, what what do we want? What do our clients want? How can we enhance the, client experience from dealing with us how can we be more efficient so we've implemented a number of systems and procedures and technology and and we've worked together to to really enhance the overall experience from our point of view from their point of view to make us really efficient and i think ultimately uh you know the the proofs in the pudding in, in in the numbers with that we've done i'm extremely proud we work very hard Uh, you know, we, we, although we, so we, we, we try different things as, as a rule of thumb, the office is open Monday to Friday, uh, 8am till nine, you know, we do viewings if needs be on a, on a Saturday and, and everyone's got our mobile numbers if we get contacted outside those hours. Uh, and I, I, I just think ultimately, you know, we, we are extremely proactive. We, you know, and we, we make every inquiry count and we make sure that the, the customer, Or the client if the if the place basically does either to sell let a property or sell a business that we take care of them every step of the way you know because that's ultimately what we're here for and i think our unique selling point is that we don't charge any fees up front and i think that is essential because we're invested in that client's property yeah the day we say we get the go-ahead but we haven't earned any money so unless we do something we're not going to get paid and it's quite expensive having your family work for you <laughs> <laughs> so no but i think i think it's, it's you know and uh, you know joke aside i think it, i think it's a fantastic offering to say this and we don't charge any up front you know and we'll find you a tenant or a buyer for your property and only that that's how we work and we've we've had you know it, it, it's it, it's a great business model and you know we're very proud Fantastic.
0: Okay. Um, and what are your plans for 2024? Um, are there new markets you're
1: going after, or anything you might do differently? Uh, I think I think to be honest, we, we 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 do constantly look at what we're doing. Can we do it better? Can we move into new markets? Obviously, moving into new markets just come with costs. We we would like we would like to expand our our uh, location in terms of the services we're offering. You know, we we are in in the northeast, but predominantly. You know, Teesside side base. We go a little bit north, and obviously we go to North Yorkshire. So, so I think really we'd concentrate on those regions and just look to grow. Mm. Fantastic. Okay. Um. And just finally, then, um, you're
0: obviously a a Radius user. Um, how are you finding that? Um, and what are the benefits from
1: from being on it? Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's it's, it's fantastic. Obviously, it gives us the recognition and it allows us to win additional work, uh, off the back, and it, and it allows us to see as well what 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 other companies are doing and allows to see what deals are on the marketplace and it's just a source of information in order to uh widen our knowledge base fabulous okay on that happy note um, i think
0: we'll bring things to a close um thank awesome. you very much for talking us through all that that was really interesting thanks so much take
1: care thank you